Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Late Lunch this Tuesday afternoon. Bank holiday behind us and on we go. Short week this week. Love the short weeks, I have to say. The weekend, well, wasn't it mixed, I have to say, in this neck of the woods. The weather was up and down. Yesterday was beautiful, wasn't it? It was just a beautiful day yesterday. But by God, we're a long way from summertime at the moment and still changeable for the week ahead. But, you know, one constant is late lunch from 1.30 to 3.30 every afternoon here on LMFM Radio. Let's get straight to business this afternoon. He's been talking about this in recent days at a national level. And, of course, he's from our neck of the woods because he's the man who operates the Irish Military War Museum at Strine in Cullen and I had the pleasure one time of going out there and driving a tank and it's a fantastic place. William Sullivan, hello again. Hey Jerry, how are you doing? I'm really good, thanks for joining me on the show. I'll never forget that day with the tank, William. Well, it's, it's, it's an experience, it's a once in a lifetime uh, experience, isn't it? It's a bit of fun and, and it's a bit of crack and, and it's, it's reality, like, you know. It certainly is, and it really gives you an idea what it's like for, and unfortunately there's a lot of people in tanks in uh, Ukraine and on the Russian borders at this point in time, and it just gives you an absolute feel for that. There are, they are some machine, and I think the day I went out, William, God, it was heavy weather at the time, but no bother to the tank to get up and down that hill. Yeah, well, the one, the one you were driving was uh, an SE-432, it's at 16 tonne, and has a, it has a top speed of 40 mile an hour, but by God, um yeah, you were probably carrying about a ton of, of, of muck on, on the vehicle when you were driving up and down, so she's a, a little bit heavier, like, you know. And that's only one aspect of what you have there in the wonderful museum and all else besides. Now, you're in a bit of bother as regards the continuing uh, viability and opening of the museum. Tell us your story. Um, oh, God, where do I start? Listen... I'm one of these lads at school, when I was in primary school, uh, the teacher looked at me and went, you're not the full shilling, William, you know? Uh, I was failing Irish, I wasn't great at English, and I was terrible at history. Uh, and when I went up to secondary school, uh, I wasn't much better, but it, was, it wasn't until I was, I was 48 that I actually realised I'm dyslexic. Mm. And I, I couldn't read, and, and I, I, like, I always got an NG in Irish, so uh, that, was, that was the reality of it. Mm. But, but I said, and I, I'd been collecting military stuff at the age of eight. Um, I'd, I'd go and pick a ton of potatoes for the farm. Um, you got paid 20 punt 
uh, I'd buy a gas mask, I'd buy a helmet, I'd buy a jacket, I'd buy something. And, and I've been 46 years picking up bits and pieces. And, and I just got to a point in my life about 15 years ago, I said, I do something with it or I sell it. Mm. And I decided to build a museum. Um, so we built the museum here in 2014. Um, it was opened in 2015 by, by Paul Sio. Um, we got uh, new partnership funding uh, for, for, the, for the, the, the venture. And um, it, you know, we've never, ever, ever, at any stage, ever made money out of it. It's, 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 every year I've been putting my own money into it to try and keep it open. But it's just gone ludicrous at the moment uh, between rates and insurance. And, it's, and we're being hit with insurance at the moment, 28,300. Um, now, to work that out, uh, out of 300, <laughs> out of 300 uh, like we're, we're closed 225 days of the year. Mm. We're open about 130, 135 days of the year. Okay. Uh, so it works out at 215 euro and 39 cents per day to be open with insurance alone. It's a lot of money to pay. I know this. It's an awful lot of money to pay. And that's on the insurance front. What about the rates? Well, um, up until we, we put an extension in here in 2017. And uh, as soon as we put the extension in, about a month later, um, the rates have just landed in. And um, they were charging us, uh, I think it was about 14000 a year for rates. And we fought it and we fought it and we fought it. And we got it down to about 9000 um, and we're, we're like at, we have to pay back rates at the moment so we're ended up with, every month we're open we have to pay a thousand euro in rates but they're telling me that this isn't a museum it's a storage unit uh, there's not a museum that I can find in Ireland paying rates but it's because it's privately run it's because it's me uh, and it's because uh, <laughs> it's a business and I'm telling you I, I, I offered them my books and I said listen you're going to look at this and say how, how is he doing it, you know, because mm. every year, as I said, I've just been putting my own private funds into it and, and I just can't do it anymore. It's, it's, it's gone. It's, it's, it's 4000 a month just to open the door between rates and insurance. It's a, it's a huge commitment. I thought I'm just uh, I'm only sitting here thinking on my feet myself that as regard rates so that you might come under heritage and history. You know what I mean? That I'm sure there's an allowance there, as you say, for museums and that. But obviously, a, a different take has been taken on it. Um, so you're 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 not washing your face at all. Are you losing? Are, are you keeping this uh, going through your own personal subvention? Is that it? That that's exactly what, what I've been doing. Um, every year, I've either putting about ten to fifteen thousand into it to try and just keep it open, to keep it running. Um, like as I said, you're, you're talking to the to the, to the silliest guy at school that that barely very barely passed English and 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 actually failed history. Uh, but the, the way we do things here is it's it's hands-on history. It's, it's learning by having fun. It's having fun mm. by learning. Um, it's a different way of learning um, because. Kids will come in here and they're doing something at school in World War One, and we hand them the gun and they're kind of going, oh my God, the weight. Yes. And then you start showing them the uniform and they're kind of going, that's very itchy. And then you're saying to them, well, listen, the youngest soldier in World War One was 12 years old mm. and he was caught and brought home. 250,000 children were in World War One, like, you know. Yes. Um, like yesterday was the 78th anniversary of, of D-Day, the 6th of June. It's at the beginning of the liberation of Europe, you know. And, and it's, it's, very, very, very soon, World War Two, and I'm talking about in the next six years, will be written history because there'll be absolutely nobody left alive from it. 
uh, and, and that's it. That's reality. But it's yes, and, and, and you have the physical reminders there of it, and that is very true. Um, the pandemic shut you down. Were your liabilities still to be paid during the pandemic, insurance and, and rates? Uh, rates weren't. Uh, okay. And in fairness now, the, 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 the council said, listen, when you're not open, and that's December, January. Okay, uh, fair play. They won't, they won't pay rates. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting my hand up to that. Yes. It's been fantastic. But in, 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 in April and May, we open two-day week. Uh, but you have to pay rates for a full week. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you still have to pay the thousands. And it, it, you can't do it. It, it can't be done. Mm. Insurance, uh, yes, all insurance had to be paid when you were locked up. Mm. And that's, that's, that's very annoying because, like, you were paying the first pandemic. I was after buying 2,000 Easter eggs because uh, we were getting ready for Easter. Um, and we were after paying 20, uh, 20, I think it was 22,000 in insurance for that year. Uh, and then the whole thing was locked down. So we ended up giving away these eggs to, to local scout groups and things like that yes. that we could make bonds and that with them. And then the, 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 the following year, um, it was, they, they had put it up to, I think it was 22,500. Um, and then it was locked down again. But we were after buying 3,000 pumpkins for Easter. They all have to be dumped. You know, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. it does cost, like, it's like stuck in a shop uh, and then saying, listen, no, you cannot open the shop. And all the all the perishable goods are there, and they've been thrown out. Yes. So, so you had to you had to take those blows as well as, as everything else. Yeah. So twenty eight thousand yeah. in insurance uh, is looking at uh, too steep an ask for you. The school trips are they happening again? The schools were going out, as you say, and you were taking them through history. There is are they have they been back on in the in the term? It's summertime now, of course. This year, I have to say, it's been because we didn't know. I, I, we got stung twice. Um, with with the COVID, and we didn't know what was going to happen. And they said they said they were going to reopen uh, after the first thing, and they said they reopen. And when we lost everything in the second mm. uh, lockdown, uh, you know, we were open for schools, but but what we used to bring in would be ten percent compared to what we used to bring in. Like we okay. we and that's it. We just we just didn't get the schools this year. I think um, just I think people wanted more outside stuff than inside stuff. Yes, because um, mm. it's just. With, with the pandemic and that, but True. it seems to be forgotten about now. It's my my opinion with the pandemic, you know. Mm. So you're facing are you facing closure? Is that the basic message that you won't be able to continue? That's a hundred percent. That's exact. That's exactly what what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And and as, as regards insurance, I've covered this before on late launch. You know, with uh, leisure facilities and that. And there was a time a few years back before the pandemic that the writing was on the wall and. It, they eventually were able to talk to different companies that had enabled a number of leisure uh, centres to continue. Others did close as well. Have you any alternative option? Is there any chance of a, a lower premium than €28,000? Well, we've been on to an awful lot of insurance companies now in the last three weeks now because um, uh, and they just, they just they don't want to know. That's the reality. But now... The liability of inside the museum is, is, is zero. Let's mm. be straight about it. There's, there's, it's, yeah, there's more chance of tripping in Tesco or in Aldi or in Lidl than there is tripping in here in the museum. Mm. There's four steps in the, in, in the museum. The playground, uh, we've never had a problem in eight years. Never had a problem. Never had a problem in the museum in eight years. In the tank, never had a problem. Uh, on the grounds, uh, in the inflatables, yes. We had a problem in the inflatables just over four years ago. Um, and and um, that was it. There, there was nothing else. Like and, and 
I, I even questioned that, that, that accident that happened there, a so-called accident, because it was five months later before we heard that in the business, mm. you know? Yeah, well, you know, these cases, uh, we're familiar with these things as well, and that'll, that'll take its course. Um, what's the story? How long are you going to continue for? Have you a date in mind? Or is it now? When is your insurance renewed? 15th of May. And if you oh, don't... Sorry, 15th of June, sorry. 15th of this month, sorry. Okay, the 15th, 15th of, of June. If you can't get a lower premium, is that it, William? Yeah, yeah. That's Over? Over. Done. Um, You'd be a, a huge loss. You know, the Irish Military War Museum, you have a, a fantastic array uh, of um, stuff out there from the wars, etc. And you would be a huge loss. And you're a great addition, I have to say, to this area as well. I don't know what to say to you, because it is in the hands of the insurers whether somebody can help you or not help you. And as you say, you've been on to a lot of them and there doesn't seem to be uh, much no. movement there. I take it you're going to keep at it up until the 15th anyway to see what you can do. Oh, we're, we're, we're flat to till the 15th, yes. you know. Um, yeah. but, but like it's, 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 uh, I'd like, and I'd like to thank everybody, the, the amount of well-wishers and people ringing us up. And, the, and people are saying, get a GoFundMe page. I don't want... I don't want to do that, and the simple reason I don't want to do that is because you'll be throwing money down the drain because it's going to be the same problem next year. Mm. And they're going to be saying, hold on a minute, I heard that flipper on the radio last year, and I gave him a fiver, I gave him a tenner, and, and he's still crying, you know. And, and, but yes. I, I just, I won't allow a GoFundMe page for the simple reason. It's, I feel you'll be throwing money down the drain because, you know what, like, we, they put the insurance up 8,000 when we reopened. It's 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 ludicrous. Mm. It's not. There's there's no re- rhyme or reason for it. And like there was, we were closed and had paid over forty thousand for two years with nobody coming in the door. You know, it, yep. it's not. Yeah, you know, and it, it's hard to reconcile that. I understand. Look, thanks for joining me today to air your uh, your 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 case as well. I just hope no, that by the fifteenth of June uh, something happens or you get a break somewhere that enables you to continue. I wish you well. You're a great guy. No, listen, thanks a million. And, and, and I'd like to thank everybody who supported us and everybody that wished us well. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very, very, very much. William, thank you for joining me on Late Lunch today. Thanks a million. Thanks Good luck million, to you. Bye Good bye luck bye to bye you. Bye bye. That's William Sullivan there from the Imperial Irish Military War Museum in Strine and Cullen. Have you been out there? I know many people have enjoyed it. But again, another example of rising costs in insurance especially. The rates are tough as well in them, uh, meaning that after the 15th of June, he may be no more. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text if you'd like to comment to us on the show today. we love to hear from you always on Late Lunch. Coming up on the show after two today, Mr Chesney Hawks is joining us. Yes, he is. Miss Louise Walsh has got her wish at last. We'll be back with you in a moment. Stay right there. I just love it when a small stroke of luck or a little bit of good fortune turns into something greater. And that's exactly what happened to Annette Tiernan, who joins me on the line. Hello, Annette. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really, really good. Well, you won you won bingo a bingo book here, was it? It was, Jerry. Actually, the, the bit of the story behind it was was that uh, my other half um, won one with Seamus and Christy on the breakfast show. Okay, right. And um, so then, as you were listening to the radio through the day, and yourself and Louise was on then. I said, oh, sure, look, go on, put me down for one and see. And then, obviously, you called my name out. <laughs> oh, great. Two. So, 
The two of us then ended up going over to the bingo. Good on you. And um, no, Jerry, God, it's years ago since I had been at bingo. And the other half, he had never been at bingo. Right. So we went along anyway, you know, it was lovely. The people over there are lovely, Jerry. Lovely atmosphere and, you know, like really, yes. really nice. Yeah, and that's it, Nicholas Bingo here. Uh, next door to us here on the Rat Mullen Road in Drogheda, just to tell you that. And they're on again this coming weekend. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Anyway, over goes Annette and the hubby. What's the hubby's name? Paul. Paul and Annette go to bingo. Paul, first time. Oh, beginner's luck. And Annette, you've been to bingo, of course, yourself before. Over to the next you go with the books you won here on LMFM Radio. Tell them what happened. Yeah, went in anyway. Um, started uh, playing the bingo and uh, what happened was I got to the very last page on the bingo book your book yeah and um, so up came the double line mm. on the panel and sure I said check Jerry <laughs> and uh, so went off I didn't actually realise how much that I would have won for the two lines. Mm. And uh, one of the boys, Jan Tosfin again, um, came back to me and he says to me, well done, Annette. Jerry, it was 2,000 euro. Hey! <laughs> so, well, so needless to say, I was delighted now. A free book, a free book from Late Lunch and LMFM Radio. And this just shows you, you know, I often say it, I wish luck to people who win these little things that it will become something greater. And for you, it did. It absolutely did, Jerry. Absolutely. <laughs> Have you ever won before in your life, Big? No, Jerry. Never? No, that's never. That was the, the first time. Fantastic. So, needless to say, I was I was really, really pleased. Mm, 2,000 <laughs> euro on a free yeah. book. Did you do anything? Did you just treat yourselves, the pair of you? And well done to Paul as well for being there as your sidekick. It could have been him. It was you at this one. Anyway, did you just do yeah. anything? Did you just go for a meal or do anything like that or for a drink or anything? We didn't do anything yet. The only thing I've done, Jerry. I have treated myself because the television has better days. Right. So it needed to be replaced. Okay. So I've done that. And believe it or not, Jerry, that's all I've done. Right. Because I wanted to um, as well. It's nice to give a little bit back, Jerry, when you win something. Okay. So I want to give a little bit back to a charity. Ah. You know, it's nice to kind of, you know. Yes share and just give a little back you know you're great so you're going to give um, some of your luck to somebody else who needs it absolutely and then I have a birthday coming up next week so oh, hopefully there'll be something nice to celebrate <laughs> good on you Annette well you know what this is a lovely wee story and you know I'm thrilled for you and what a what a surprise 2000 euro your TV is sorted now and there will be more besides and you have the big day coming up well listen will you be back you'll give it another go will you the Knicks uh, I'll be going over next Sunday. Oh, now, good guys. on you! And you know, <laughs> when, 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 when I tell you, when, when I tell you about next Sunday, so listen, knowing that your luck is in, 
it's double prize money madness next Sunday with the Knicks, oh which is God. the 12th of June. So the all prizes are doubled on the day next Sunday, oh. the 12th at the Knicks. And uh, everybody welcome to go along there and enjoy the bingo on Sunday afternoon next. Well, listen, you're great to come on and tell us your wee story I, and health aware. Good luck to you, Annette. Thank you very much, Jerry. Thanks for joining me on the show. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's the lovely, isn't she just lovely? Annette Tiernan there. Free book from us. Guess what, Louise? Look what's sitting beside me here. I have six books for the next bingo on Sunday. Double prize double money. Prizes, it's wow. double prize money. So I'm going to give three of them away today and three tomorrow. So we have three prizes up for grabs today. It could be you, as they say elsewhere. You have next to tell time us round. if it is. Oh, you have to tell us. Oh, you do have to tell us. So to win a book for the Knicks, double prize money this Sunday and the books, uh, you know, will let you play away there during the afternoon. Here's the question. Winnie the Pooh is the nickname for what bingo number? Winnie the Pooh, the nickname for what bingo number? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text with your answers, please. Anyway, I see you're wearing the Fitbit, Miss Walsh. I am. I'm trying to get as many steps in as I can. I'm even going to the toilet twice as often (laughs) just to get the extra steps in. (laughs) She walked in from Studio 1 to Studio 2 and walked back and said to me, that's 20 more steps. Oh, talk about talk about being paranoid, but you're doing what the hundred k in thirty days, 30 days for breast cancer. For breast cancer. Research. And yeah. There are so many people doing that this year. It's mm-hmm. incredible the amount of people that are actually doing it. And good luck to everybody who is doing it uh, at the moment because it's a wonderful, wonderful cause. And you know, I notice you can see when these things are on, uh, especially around town, more people out walking. Louise, you know what I mean? You just say, well, you uh, notice them, right? Yeah, and you're wondering, are they doing the hundred k? And there's others mm-hmm. as well. There are other good causes being walked for and jogged for and run run for uh, as well. You know the ones doing the 100k because they're walking around with their Fitbits in front of them. I have a woman at home as well, measuring distances in cars, measuring distances in mobile phones, looking for Fitbits. Oh, stop the lights. Anyway, good luck to everybody who is doing it. thrown in the bin come hey. July. <laughs> I, know, I know the story. Chesney Hawks. He's on the way on late lunch after two, but taking us to news and weather. Top of the hour. It's the wonderful Codaline on your late lunch on LMFM Radio. I remember you and me back when we were 17. Drinking, kissing in the street. We couldn't get enough. There's a story behind my next guest and his appearance today on Late Lunch. As you know, each Tuesday we play you a song that reached number two in the chart at some stage or other. And then we let you know what was the number one. And some weeks back. Yes, we played the two, but the number one was the one and only. It stayed at number one for five weeks. And my producer, Louise, said to me, I'd love to get hold of Chesney Hawks and you have a chat with him sometime. He was, of course, one of the biggest pop stars of the early 90s, primarily because of the song in the movie Buddy Song, where he played the part of Buddy Clark. And I'm hoping he's on the line to say hello to me. Chesney, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing really well and it's great <laughs> to have you with us on the show. You heard my little story there, didn't you? I did. I did hear that little story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're talking about James, aren't you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that was the one you wouldn't let out. You, you, you divil you. You wouldn't let them up to the I top know. spot, you know. Well, I actually feel bad about that because <laughs> that's, that's a really great record. I always loved that record. And I, and I feel like, you know, you ask anyone on the street, you know, 
uh, was that a number one record? They would say yes. So to me, that song is a number one record. Ah, uh, you know? good on you. You're very kind to say that. Well, 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 the, the song that stays with you all your life, but there's a lot happening for you. New box set, The Complete Picture, uh, your mm-hmm. albums is out now. You're on a UK tour. And I see you're coming to Belfast, which is quite near to us here on August the 6th. So lots going on, Chesney. Yeah, I've got all sorts. I'm coming to Belfast uh, twice this summer. Are you? Think, yeah. I've got, yeah, I've got the Let's Rock Festival and then the Forever Young Festival Very as well. Good. So, yeah, if any of you guys want to come and see me, please come and see me. It'd be great to see you. <laughs> <laughs> and may I say, I've been checking you out earlier today. Happy special birthday. I know I'm late saying it to you, but you had a special <laughs> milestone birthday recently. And boy, are you looking well. What's the secret? Uh, just pickled, mate. Just pickled. <laughs> <laughs> like the onions and everything else, there's more to it than that for sure. Oh, there's a, sto- there's a story there, but that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the song, the song. Do you know something? Even today, I have to say, when, when we play it, honest to God, or it's played anywhere, mm. the place just takes off. It's a really special <laughs> song, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I am definitely grateful for that song, for mm. sure. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I've had my ups and downs over the years, you know, but uh, with it. Uh, but these days we're like friends with benefits, you know. Yes. It's, uh, I feel like I kind of, uh, you know, I've given up ownership of, of the record. You know, it now belongs to people that have emotional connections to it. You know, mm. I'm more like uh, the custodian, you know, yes. of, of it. And because, you know, I hear these stories from years, you know, over the years, meeting people, different connections with it, you know, where it was played at my wedding. It was the first song that we heard when I was met my girlfriend or it was, you know, played at my, my dad's funeral or whatever, something like that. Mm. It's pretty amazing, uh, you know and humbling um yeah. when it's you know i call it a song with wings it just it went out there and kind of found its own life and its own emotional connections with with people and which was really not a lot to do with me you know mm. I, I just i sat back and let it do its thing and nowadays uh, you know when i do my gigs and i fire up that that intro um it's always lovely to see the energy in the room lift you know <laughs> oh it lifts and i can vouch for that for sure and you're so on the money there it means so much to so many but you know the way people People often say when they have a song like that, do you ever tire of of playing it or performing? Well, I didn't play it for uh, pretty much the whole of the 90s after after that. Yeah. Uh, kind of, should we say, the rise and fall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I refused to play it for like, you know, until until it got to the millennium. And yes. when I got offered a, I, I didn't even go out as me. I was like playing gigs under different names, different band names. Right. And yeah, I thought I was in Radiohead. I was like, you know, uh, shoegazing and turning my guitar up to 11 and uh, <laughs> telling telling people to bugger off if they are uh-huh. for one and only. But then, you know, beginning of the, of the millennium, uh, I started getting gigs as me and I was a bit mm. trepidatious about it, you know, thinking that people would have forgotten about it you know but Mm. what i didn't know in in that time was that you know the the song kind of gained a bit of a cult following and you know that's what time does doesn't it Uh, you know uh, after a while it just becomes like this kind of slightly iconic thing you know Mm. uh which is weird uh because i still feel like i'm 19 you know but uh, (laughs) but time says another thing (laughs) and you were only a child really you know what i mean when it hit the top and everything was going your way but you know the thing about it is it is special in people's hearts and always always will be i i I want to say something to you too going back 
back to the lockdown when you and your children appeared on this morning and uplifted <laughs> the, not the nation over there but the world with it that must uh, be special to you <laughs> that was really amazing with, with Eamon and Ruth yes. uh, as well so yeah it was that was a special moment actually because it was four in the morning for us mm. uh, because because uh, we live in Los Angeles yes. and uh, so get, to get three teenagers up at four in the morning to sing sing live was was some kind of <laughs> miracle I'd say yeah. but yeah I've had a lot of love for that video it's uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's on my uh, YouTube account Chesney Hawks official and, and it's uh, it's quite sweet you know they, they've all grown up since then I mean that was you know three years ago yes. now I've got two of them are, two of them are now you know moved out and studying abroad and it's pretty crazy there you go and you know I'm going to say this to you too you know the way in Ireland we love a pint uh, and at that point you spent the money on in a pub many moons ago when you offered your now wife Christina a drink must have been the best money you ever spent on a jar in your life <laughs> oh totally totally mate oh my god I you know I thank the, the good lord above for that moment I really do uh, I mean it's actually 25 years married uh, this year so it's, it's my silver wedding anniversary ah, congratulations <laughs> thank you <That's laughs> lovely so it is and you have three lovely children as well as you said you live in LA but you're you're back in the UK for this extended tour and the other thing about it Chesney you've got a second wind you know a second wind in sport or maybe it's a third or fourth wind with this heritage <laughs> circuit tour because there yeah. are so many great names along with yourself performing and the punters love it well you know what these what they call the heritage tours uh, are so uh, amazing they're the best crowds in in the world i i say because you know the most colorful for a start it's always like you know hot pink and yellows and and you know you look across the sea of, be- of beautiful faces and everybody kind of get, you know leaves their inhibition on the door uh, at the gate and then just comes to relive their youth you know it's a uh, mm. it's a pretty amazing uh experience to be honest and you really kind of feel the love you know like they really do have a good they know how to have a good time and i'm pretty sure that the Irish crowds are going to be amazing. I just know it, you know, especially in these festivals. Ah, yes. And we love our music going back and just the whole release, as you know, you've seen it yourself from a stage point of view of everything opening up and gigs being back again. It's just wonderful. Hey, Chesney, you have to do this for me. I've just got a message in to say that Charmaine, I haven't got her second name, she's originally from Dundalk here in County Louth. She was 24 yesterday and she absolutely loves you and her folks (laughs) want you to wish Charmaine a happy birthday would you do that for me please oh your main happy birthday my darling how did you find me at 24 years old <laughs> well, I'm very glad I'm very glad of it but well <laughs> she birthday. did you see Charmaine found you she did find you and that's the thing about it it's timeless it crosses uh, the generations and, yes. and the ages um you know this uh, new album you have the box set tell me a little bit about that the complete picture yeah, well, it's been 30 years since the one and only. So we, we decided to uh, to put together a box set of all of the, the music that I have put out since then. Um, it just felt like the right time to do that because I have a new record coming out next year. Uh, and it was really quite a nice kind of walk down memory lane, finding finding all these old demos from the buddy song years, you know, that, that hadn't been heard. Songs that didn't make it onto the album that, you know, or into the film that were ma- made for the film. And, you know, an old footage of, of me back from when I was like 19 years old in Germany and stuff like that. It was really, really fun. And also, you know, I get the 
opportunity to um, showcase some of the music that maybe some people wouldn't know me for. And, and I've had a lot of love for it. It's been so nice, you know, people kind of picking out songs from some of my other albums, you know, since and, and saying how much they love them. So, so yeah, I, I, I feel very privileged uh, that uh, Chrysalis wanted to put that record, that, that uh, box set out. You come from a very musical family. Your dad, Len, people may not know, was a member of the Tremolos, huge in the 60s. <laughs> Is it true that you've stood in from an odd time? Yes, yes. In fact, last year, uh, the old man wasn't doing so well and uh, he had a whole tour um, set, set up for... Um, for uh, yeah august uh, sorry so october november last year and i i stepped in for a couple of gigs but the old man never came back so i so i ended up doing the whole tour and i've actually accepted uh to to be around for for this next tour uh, which is uh, actually we're coming to ireland as well for that Fantastic. we're going to be in belfast yeah. yeah so yeah i'm going to spend a lot of time in belfast this year Any, anyone interested chesneyhawks.com uh, all the gigs are on there um, and, uh, you know, so if you want to come see me singing tremolo songs, uh, you know what to do. <laughs> oh, that's just fantastic, isn't it? That you carry that on for your, for your dad as well. And of course, your mom, well known as an actress and uh, she hosted yeah. game shows. too. So the, the whole entertainment, it, it, it's just with you all. And Jody, your brother, wonderful drummer and a, a, really the man who stood by you for years and years. Uh, oh God! Well, thank God for Jody. Um, you know, he's he's been my drummer since we were kids. You know, when when the one and only came out, he was only seventeen years old, and he came out on tour with me, and it was just it was just crazy. But what's great about having Jody with me is, you know. It, if I got too big for my boots or, you know, or showed a little bit of big headedness, you know, he just called me an Egypt and that's it. <laughs> I know you to come back to earth. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you, that person is always great to have by your side. And I do know how much you appreciate him. You really do. Oh, anyway, I do love him. it's just great to catch up with you. Chesneyhawks.com is the website for all the gigs, UK and Ireland that are coming up. Well, Chesney, we only have to. Uh, I'm just <laughs> delighted to say, will you introduce it, please, for us? You know what we're going to do. Come on, Chesney. <laughs> oh, are you going to play uh, my, my jazz fusion record? <laughs> <are you? laughs> I will sometime, I promise. But for today, come on, let's have you. <laughs> All right, here it is, the one and only. Bring it on. <laughs> Thanks, Chesney. Happy birthday, Charmaine from Dundalk again. 24 yesterday and she's a big, big fan of Chesney Hawks. And 
it is so true. Lovely message there to say. It's amazing, Jerry, how timeless Chesney's music is. My nephew is only eight, and that's his favourite song. I think that sums it up, Louise, doesn't it? It does about that song. It's so special, isn't it? It really, really is. Just crosses even now. It sounds yeah, brilliant, doesn't it? It does. It sounds as fresh today as the day it was released. And well done you, because you you chased him. You really did. Because when we played James, you know, didn't make number yeah. one, number one, and then it. We played Chesney Yeah, then. and the reaction was so great. I was, had to try said, and get I'm going to try and get Chesney Hawks. And there he is with us today. Lovely fella. Mm. Really, fair really play to nice him for coming guy. on with us. Yeah, we thank him indeed for joining us. It's special on late lunch this afternoon. There's another uh, message in. Well, Jerry, did you buy the big swinging chair yesterday or were you just having a rest? Oh, Jerry went shopping followed, yesterday, I've were you? I've been followed. I was in Woody's and I got into one of these, you know these chairs that... The egg chairs. Ha- yeah, you yeah, sit yeah. into it and it hangs and it springs up and down. Yeah. And I was sitting there and I said to Marie, I'm going to buy this. You know me, impetuous. I'm Did buying you buy this. it? She says, get the hell out of this shop quick. Why? <laughs> Did you not buy it? No. She, but Marie wants the, you know, the longer one that swings. It's a, You'd sit two or three people Like a swinging it. chair. Yes, chair, under like a, a yeah. cover. You know, yeah, that type yeah. of thing. But I was in the single round mm. one that... that it's on a spring. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, oh, oh, it's a lovely chair. It is. I was going to buy one, but I couldn't. There'd be three, four people fighting over it the <laughs> well, whole time. Well, you know something? That's exactly what ourselves said. She said, can you imagine that in our garden yeah, and the children? There'd be ructions over that chair. And I said, no, because the biggest child of all would make sure it's just for him. And that's me. That's I don't me. know, Jerry. Anyway, I'd say they put up a fight <laughs> no, against they you. They would, and you know me, old softy, I'd give in. Anyway, I've been stalked. Somebody saw me in Woody's yesterday in the <laughs> chair and sent me in the message. Thanks for that. Uh, we take a break now. We're back with your two on Tuesday. Yes, each Tuesday we play a song for you on late lunch that made number two in the charts in the UK but just didn't get that number one spot. And today I'm going back to a song that was released on the 20th of June 1989. It was a comeback song for the band. They declined in popularity from the 80s but this one certainly put them back on the map. Three weeks at number two. Here it is. B-52s and Love Shack, your number two this Tuesday on Late Launch. Ah, Louise, I think that should have been a number one, shouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, let's hear a little of, and only a little of, Mm. what... There were two (laughs) songs actually kept it off number one, but this one kept it away from the number one spot for two weeks. Uh, Roll it there, Louise, please. Snap, the power kept it away from two two of the weeks, kept it off number one. The other week was uh, Beats International featuring oh, Lindy Leighton. Yeah, dub be good mm. to me. You like that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That kept it off for one, that one for two. I think it should have been number one for that two weeks, shouldn't it? Definitely. Mm. Yeah. But Def Dubs International beat the other one. Though. Yes, there you go. Anyway, it didn't make number one ever. Interestingly, it made number one in Australia, Ireland, New Zealand, number three in America, two in the UK, but considered the B-52's signature song at this stage. There's no uh, doubt about that. Um 
did you notice uh, on social media, Louise, the weekend, Andy McEntee stepping down as Mead manager after they were beaten by Claire, Claire in the qualifiers? Yeah. My God, some, some of the comments on social media were vile. You know, mm-hmm. you know, vile. No matter what you think of the man, he gave it his best for the years he was there. N- but they've no right to say that about anybody, anyway. Oh, no matter if he God. did or he didn't, even you know. I see his, somebody's his, son, his, brother, yeah, husband. Yeah, you know, family, they like it said to his them. His children, and and I, I, I couldn't agree with them more. You know what I mean? The level of vitriol uh, is absolutely appalling, and people mightn't have liked him. And the results might not have gone his way, but my God, the man set out to do his very, very best uh, for the county. And uh, another one there that he'd uh, paid a lot of money for flights and he changed the flights or extra money to take extra training. He did things, went way and mm. beyond, you know what I mean, what you should do. And of course, right, it didn't work out. People may not have liked him or whatever, but the social media bailing Trial in... Trial by social media again. Huh? ...is absolutely wrong. And I can understand fully how his children and family feel and uh, about it. And it's wrong. It is totally wrong. You can have an opinion without being nasty about it and really laying in uh, when the man decides that he's had enough after six years. But... Uh, the way of this and world. And I'm sure he got those comments when he was on, oh. you know, on the matches on the day as well from people. So he's put up with a lot. You know, Sheridan had a match and things that that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in the cut and thrust of Emotion. it. Emotion. But these keyboard warriors and ah, oh, stop. I've uh, no time for that. Uh, you know, for the for the nastiness. Have your say, but there's no need to be nasty or, or vile about it. And we wish Andy McEntee all the very best for the future. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Next, we're for the birds. Sure, we are a lot of the time, but seriously, Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland is with us. I'm a huge Mead fan, Jerry, but there's a level of respect that everyone deserves. And I'm really sorry Andy didn't get that. Now, yes, if you have anything to say about Andy McEntee and the abuse he faced in social media or his departure, 086 658 uh, by WhatsApp or text. Tommy in Italy, hello again to you this afternoon. Jerry, of great memories of dancing to the tremolos. Chesney Hawks was telling us earlier on he's actually playing with the tremolos now. His dad used to, he stepped in for him. I hope Louise's blood pressure didn't go too high, says Tommy, with Chesney on the line. I understand, Tommy. I, 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 I understand. I do indeed. Anyway, we move on on late lunch this afternoon and a regular of ours joins me. Always delighted to talk to him. Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland. Hello again. Hello, always delighted to be back. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Niall, first up, I was on Loch Sheelan fishing uh, the spent mayfly last Friday evening. Got a lovely fish. But besides that, uh, the cuckoo was, or a cuckoo, was going non-stop. They're still here, obviously. They are. I'm glad to hear that it was in in full voice because it, it's a sound, sadly, you don't hear in as much of the country as you used to. Um, they're, they're getting thinner and thinner on the ground. Um, but they are still in the country, yes. So uh, the, 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 that famous cuckoo song that they sing, that's the male that's doing that. And he, of course, is trying to impress females with his prowess uh, because they don't have a territory, because they don't obviously have nests of their own. He actually mates with as many females as he can manage. So he wants to impress as many ladies as possible. So he'll keep on singing for as long as he possibly can. And, and uh, in terms of uh, hanging around, does the male head off first and followed by the female? Or how does that work? And how long more will they be here with us? 
Yes, so uh, that's exactly what happens. Yes, so so the the male obviously his his entire role in the whole reproductive process is to mate with with the females, and when that's happened and when that that phase of the breeding season is over, that's the male cuckoo's job done. He he, he never sees those females again. He never has anything to do with with the eggs or the chicks. So at that, that stage he he stopped he stops singing. He hangs around for or in Ireland for for a while longer and um, for another few weeks, but then he tends to head back sort of in, in the middle of the summer. So we we will see them we'll see them heading off maybe July into into early August perhaps. The females they stay around a bit longer because of course they have to produce the eggs and then they have to find uh, unwitting foster parents uh, where they can deposit those eggs into their nests without them knowing about it. And they lay quite a few eggs. They can in in some cases they can, they, they can lay well over a dozen. Uh, each one in a different nest. And then, of course, once that job is done, well, that's the female's role finished. She never meets her own chicks, so she's free to head off to Africa. And then what happens is, going into August and September, it's just the juvenile cuckoos that are really left around. They're the, the ones that have been raised by the, the unwitting uh, foster parents. Uh, they've never met another cuckoo in their lives, but yet somehow they know, come the autumn time, that they have to head off to Africa. Nobody tells them where to go. It's somehow genetically programmed into their brains. They all head off to where cuckoos are supposed to go, and then they return the following year to babies of their own. Isn't that just the most fascinating, amazing story ever? You can't beat nature for sure. Now, Niall, you'll be pleased to hear this. I had a caller to the station last week, a surprise caller. She called in person and she brought me in some photographs, some wonderful photographs of a pair of woodpeckers who are nesting in County Louth. Oh, fantastic. That's wonderful to hear, Rap. That's great, because uh, I'm, I live in, in County Wicklow, and that's the Wicklow's the county where the woodpeckers, these great spotted woodpeckers, first started to colonise Ireland roughly 15 years or so ago. Uh, and uh, they, uh, from genetic work, we were able to see that they actually flew across the Irish Sea from, from Wales. At the same time, uh, another population flew across from Scotland into County Down. So it'd be interesting to see which of those populations are in County Louth. It might be the area where the two might meet, because we're seeing that, especially the Wicklow population, spreading out. Um, I, you know, we're hearing quite a few records, not just in Wicklow now, but throughout parts of Dublin, into Meath, Kildare. Uh, just, um, over the last few days, actually, we're hearing quite a lot of reports from Carlo, from Kilkenny and from Wexford. So they're moving up towards Louth. Then, of course, the ones that have colonised in County Down will be heading southwards as well, and Louth mm. is where they may converge. So it could be, given another few years, Louth could be the hotbed of, yeah. of woodpecker activity in Ireland. And she was very protective. She just didn't want me to mention where. But here's a sad note. She says, one of them were killed by uh, by a car on the road uh, and they had a nest whether they had eggs or chicks in it and she was just wondering where would that stand with the loss of one or other well, so uh, at this time of year, they, they most likely would have had chicks in the nest. So that's uh, that's particularly upsetting uh, because obviously, when, when with the chicks in the nest, the parents uh, they were like completely on their parents to feed them. Mm. Uh, so the loss of one parent is is a problem. Having said that, um, there have been quite a few studies done now into woodpeckers in in County Wicklow. A very good friend of mine, a guy called Declan Murphy, has written a book all about it. He was monitoring a pair of woodpeckers in the Wicklow woodlands um, just a couple of years ago, uh, and he actually saw one situation where where the female uh, disappeared um, a, a very very early. On on in the whole in the whole nesting process, it didn't turn up again. Pr- presumed killed, probably by a predator, but her body was never found. But the male himself managed to raise that entire brood single-handedly, which was quite impressive. So they can do it. So right. fingers crossed, having a workout for this woodpecker. Family. Oh yeah, so. please God, it will. And while on the subject of you know uh, your woodpeckers moving into Dublin, which is quite urbanised, and that on the way into work today, I was stopped um, at lights near the heart of Drogheda, and I looked up. I couldn't believe it at a green space here, hovering above. I said to myself, is that a sparrowhawk or a kestrel? I think it was a kestrel, Nile. 
Yes, well, if you, if you saw it hovering, then that would point to it being a castro because sparrowhawks are more ambush hunters. Yes. They tend to lie in wait in, inside a bush or a tree, and then when, when, a, when prey, when a small bird comes by, they dash out and they're sort of, they use the element of surprise and they use speed to zip across. Mm. Whereas the kestrels, they uh, hunt uh, they hunt small rodents, essentially, and also lizards when they can find them on sunny days. And so they hover in one spot. So they're more conspicuous. Um, so uh, I, from, my, from your description there, I, I would say it was, it was, it was almost certainly a kestrel. Uh, a species were actually a bit worried about because they have been declining in recent years. They were, they were formerly a very common bird across Ireland, but you see less and less of them. And uh, it seems that rat poisons may be playing a major role there because mm. as, uh, as rodents get poisoned, uh, so too those the kestrels eat those rodents. The poison ends up in their system and it can kill them or make them very weak and less able to care for their young. So fewer chicks survive each year. So it's, it's kind of population goes down and down. So nice that you saw one. Uh, you know, they, they're yes. not as, as common a size as they used to be. And, and, and you know why I identified it? I, w- I had time to look. It had the brown tips on the, the tail feather, which I've just looked earlier on. And it is a kestrel for sure. And with the hovering. But the thing is, Niall, I mean, it wasn't a stone's throw from the heart of Urban Drada on a green area. And there it was hovering. Amazing to see it. Oh, absolutely. And it just shows you how those urban green areas, how important they can be for wildlife. Uh, because what they do is, you know, you won't get a kestrel in an area if there's no food. That's what brings them in. And the food they want, they want little little mice, little shrews, little lizards. That's what they feed on. And people might think, oh, God, mice, I don't want those around. But actually, the native wood mouse, field mice that live in, in those, those meadows, uh, they're, they're, they're no problem for, for humans. And, and they're essentially bird of prey food. So it's all part of recreating that ecosystem. And it just shows you just by restoring some green areas around urban centres, you can actually attract back some very impressive wildlife. It's all about recreating that ecosystem, really. Mm, I wanted to talk to you before we finished about the uh, garden bird situation and the survey which we which we touch on every year. But in my own particular garden where I've been spending quite a bit of time the last month, I notice a very notable upswing in the varieties and number of species. The song thrush I think I mentioned to you before, Nile the other day, what a singer that bird is. Oh, absolutely. Very aptly named bird indeed. They have this amazing song. They have such a strong voice. It really it cuts through uh, above all the other bird songs. And um, most easily recognised by the fact that they, they repeat their phrases. They sing out a little, little series of notes and then they repeat it. They might repeat it a second time and then they move on to a new series of notes. And the other birds we have don't do that. So that's a good way to identify them. Uh, but yes, so this is the time of year when we start. We expect soon enough that the, the, the songs of all these birds will start to get less and less, becomes less prominent because they're already well into the into the, the nesting phase of the, of the breeding season at this mm. stage uh, and usually then come July the, the song is, is a pale shadow of what it was in May or in early June so it's mm. the stage now we're going to peter out so we're sort of the best of the dawn course and the dusk course is behind us but there's still some wonderful bird song out there mm. to be heard and uh, yesterday as I was doing a little work in my tunnel I heard this little shrill singing beside me now for a moment I thought it was a robin but on closer investigation I went out and I waited and I saw him up through the, the leaves of the tree a little wren, a little wren and the singing of it. Yes, the, the wren is the second smallest breeding bird in Ireland, but one of the loudest singers. It has this amazingly loud voice. It's a big, long jumble of notes, too fast to count the individual mm. ones. It has a sort of very rapid trill in the middle of it. But I think what most people are surprised by is, is the sheer volume of it. And as, as you described there, the, the wren is a shy bird, so it's not normally perched somewhere prominent where you'd see it. It's usually coming from quite dense within a bush or a shrub, often quite low down, not too high above the ground. Mm. So you won't see the little bird very often, but but the sheer volume is what draws the attention. And on the finch front, uh, goldfinches have had a few visits, but more recently, I'm delighted to see them, the chaffinch. 
Oh, very good. Yes, the chaffinch is one of my favourites. They're such a colourful bird. They add a, a lovely splash of, of colour to, to any garden. Uh, and yeah, this is the time of year, of course, when, when, when they're nesting. And a lot of the, the chicks will be out of the nest now joining their parents. They're, they're hungry. Their parents will take them on tour around gardens, around bird feeders. So it's the time of year when, you know, the last, the last couple of months, people have, have reported to us in Birdwatcher and a, a, a shortage of finches in their garden compared to the winter months. But that's quite normal because in the winter what happens is finches of many different species, including the gold finches, they gather together in flocks and they all live together and, and fly around finding food together. But in the nesting season in the summer they become much more territorial. You have like a pair of a male and a female, they have a territory, they want to stay away from the other chaffinches and the gold finches and all those other birds. Uh, and so uh, they, they, they're more solitary, at least in pairs at that stage. We're getting to the point now where the young are, are joining their parents in the, you know, out in the population, out in the wild. Uh, and as, as it gets into autumn in a couple of months' time, we'll see those flocks gathering together and you'll see big numbers of chaffinches coming into gardens. It's actually thought that chaffinches outnumber human beings on the island of Ireland. There are more of them than there are of us. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, do keep an eye out for them. I'd urge all the listeners to keep watch for them, especially the males, because they're such beautiful birds. Anyone would want them in their garden. And just a general comment, um, there's a lot of building going on around where I live at the moment. So, uh, you know, ditches, hedges, trees, etc. have been removed. Would that be a reason why I'm seeing more this year, that they're looking for new habitats and why urban gardens and trees and shrubs, etc. are so important? Oh yes, so they are urban urban gardens and, and, and hedges and so on are extremely important. They act as, as real oases for these birds, sort of refuges where they where they can shelter. Uh, and um, although uh, in most cases hedge cutting and destruction is, is illegal during the summer months, there are some exceptions made for where there's planning permission for certain developments. Mm. It is a real shame when that happens, though. It would be much better if these things could be postponed because the birds nesting, they're, they're really feeling the pinch. And how tragic it is if there's nests full of eggs yes. or chicks that are just destroyed by machinery at this time of year when it, it just waits a few weeks it could have been averted mm. uh, but that's, that's one of the problems that nature faces a lot of our birds and not just our birds our insects and our mammals and all sorts of other creatures there's fewer and fewer places for them to live and what people think is well okay if, if this hedge is destroyed or these patch of trees disappears those birds will move somewhere else but the somewhere else is already occupied by other birds. Yes. They're, 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 just, they're, they're already at a maximum capacity. So what happens is they, they perish. They, they, in most cases, they will die because there's, there's nowhere them or they at least will fail to reproduce because the habitats, every available habitat is already taken. So it's, you know, when one area is lost, unless it's compensated for somewhere else with something brand new, we have a net loss of wildlife, which is always a terrible thing. Yeah, shocking indeed. Niall, thank you so much. Always love chatting to you. Take care. My pleasure. Thank you very much. See you soon. That's Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland there. Well worth joining them. I'm a member myself. I love the bulletins I get each month and all else that goes along with it. And they do fantastic work uh, with regard to the preservation of our feathered friends. Jerry, at Shane McEntee's funeral, his brother Jerry denounced those faceless bullies. Now faceless bullies are attacking Andy, which is simply disgusting. Uh, there should be laws to catch and deal with these people. Nobody deserves to be treated like that, says Murray. That's so true. Louise isn't it it really is the law is the law for us in this game you know yourself Mm -hmm. if you have to be uh, extra careful but it seems and I say it again that social media is you know what I mean people think they can say what they want Wild West yes say what you want do what you want and a lot of fake accounts Oh, sure. Big time. And and this has to be tightened up. There's no doubt about it. It really has. And you are not entitled 
to assault the character of somebody, defame them, uh, destroy them on social media and hide behind a fake account or mm. something else. It has to, it and must be dealt with sooner rather than later. I think it, that's what's holding up Elon Musk by on Twitter, isn't is it? Is it? Mm-hmm. He's talking yet. You see that he is talking about pulling back. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the reason, is it? I think that's part of the reason, yeah. There you go. Um, the mini marathon weekend. Congratulations to everybody who completed. Uh, mm, a great the, day. Oh, I, I believe it was just something else. And after all the time with people, you know what I mean, off and not being able to take part as well. Rose Healy, she's a great one, Rose, uh, from our boy. She was out and about uh, at the mini marathon and she did it for the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. And you're just fantastic and sent us in the WhatsApp pictures, etc. Well done uh, to you and, and, and everybody that took part. Um, the weather, the weather. Everyone's talking about the weather, mm-hmm. Louise. You, you. How had great weather the weekend. I had probably you? the best weather, yeah, didn't you had. I? I was up in Donegal for the weekend and it was oh lovely. Jerry, as I said this morning, my I saw my arms for the first time in about two years. <laughs> so did we. Anyway <laughs> It's all over so, it's all over social media. <laughs> <Not only joke. laughs> uh, but re- realistically though, Donegal and the Northwest generally struggles when yeah. you know that. Last year you were all basking yes. in he wave and it was something like <laughs> 10 you, degrees up there you were up there lashing rain frozen and wet and everything definitely got the best of it o- over the weekend but it's disappointing isn't it it's it's this it's, we've had a you know very mixed may as i said yesterday evening was the most beautiful mm. evening here you were back at that stage you saw it here but that that really was the pick of the weekend from lunchtime on yesterday and there's no sign of this settling they're not talking about the jet stream where's that Donegal postman louise where is he <laughs> you were up there did you not interview <coughs> we'll him we'll have to look him up won't we well, he's the man he's that says, buffet. he's been very quiet this year. Maybe he knows it's going to be a bloody disaster. There's <laughs> <laughs> going to be no good weather for the year. You Don't can. say that. We live in hope. Well, we always do. But, you know, realistically in Ireland, we're very temperate climate. It's never too bad in the winter, uh, never too great in the summer. And you could go a year without too much to crow about or in terms of good weather. But let's keep the fingers crossed and that this isn't it a jet stream when it settles in, it brings mm. you the big high pressures. Yeah. And, and, and but I think generally speaking, isn't it now? If it doesn't, yes. if it's not in by now, <laughs> We're forget about it. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you said a minute ago, we live in hope and I just didn't want to go there. But you're right. It generally has to settle by a point in time, you know, for it to carry on. But God is good. It might just happen a little later this time and we'll get the best of it still to come. The best is still to come on late lunch after news, weather and sport at three. Exam tips and a wonderful soundtrack. Stay with us. St. Nicholas have their double prize money bingo taking place this Sunday the 12th at the next GA grounds on the Ratmullen Dro- Road in Drogheda. All prizes doubled on the day. We spoke to Anne Tier- Annette Tiernan earlier on who got a free book from us here on Late Lunch and won €2,000. Well, today I did ask a question because I have three books to give away on Late Lunch to Sunday's bingo. What is uh, Winnie the Pooh the nickname for bingo number it's 42 and the books today are going to Ellen Barnett Loretto Mohan and Lisa Collier well done to all of you we'll be in touch to make the arrangements and just reminding you we're teaming up here at LMFM with the Loudmead branch of Down Syndrome Ireland to get you walking or running over the next few weeks Pound the Pavements is back 21 kilometres between June 1st and 21st. Registration 10 euro per person, 20 for a family. You can register lmfm.ie or dsilmb.ie. 
wonderful exercise out and about making a difference to the local Down Syndrome organisation. Register today on my runresults.com. Great, great people. Well worth supporting, I have to say. Now, my soundtrack this week is from a classic movie which premiered on August 27th, 1964. Was I three? No, barely. In Los Angeles, far away from where and what the story was all about. It was a smash hit at the box office. Disney's biggest earner of all time at that time. Nominated for 13 Academy Awards, winning five Oscars, including Best Actress, Best Original Music Score and Best Original Song. What's the movie I'm talking about? Well, in fact... In 2013, the movie was selected for preservation forever by the US National Film Registry for its cultural, historical and aesthetic significance. A childhood memory for many that spans the generations. Timeless because of songs like this. That a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. The medicine go down, medicine go down, just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. Simply brilliant, Julie Andrews. The chandeliers have just smashed in LMFM as she hit the heights there at the end. Yes, you do know. Mary Poppins is my featured movie and soundtrack this week. Simply brilliant. And I'd like to dedicate that to a lovely lady, Margaret O'Dwyer from Dunshockland. She's in Blanchestown Hospital at the moment. Enjoy your special day, Margaret. Looking forward to seeing you soon from Yvonne and all your Friday friends. Timeless indeed. More from Mary Poppins around about this time tomorrow. Well, tomorrow it all begins. The state exams, pressure building in exam households tonight. The man to help is with us next, Ray Langan on Late Lunch. Two thirds of young people are now experiencing worrying levels of exam stress, according to a reach out poll. Pressure points, increased anxiety, heightened expectations have made it more difficult than ever for students to study and focus. The man I'm going to talk to next, he's been a guest of mine over the years on Late Lunch. And for the last 12 years, he's been a Generation Z edutainer, teen psychotherapist and study skills expert. Listen to this. He's delivered seminars to over 50,000 students in over 200 Irish secondary schools in study skills, social media safety, leadership and well-being. He's actually revolutionised the art of studying. He has indeed with his Raise the Game seminar, I'm delighted to say. Hello again this afternoon to Ray Langan. Hello, Ray. Jerry, good afternoon. Thanks very much for joining me on the show. Well, the die is cast. Tomorrow is the day. Let's get straight to business. You're in the final throes of study today. The exams are tomorrow. What message have you for students over the coming hours and into tomorrow morning as they head for the exam hall? Um, This is a great year. And the reason it's a great year is because we've certainty. We know the exams are happening And the big message at this stage is to really get in and do the business. I mean, it's happening, it's on, and you've done the work now at this stage. uh, And it's really about getting in there and showing what you can do. Would you this evening be cramming? Is that a good advice to burn the midnight oil into the early hours? Uh, At this stage of the game, uh, I'd be definitely doing some last minute 
uh, revision. Uh, but equally, I would make sure I, my head is in the right place. This is all about staying calm. Uh, this is about uh, really kind of uh, isolating yourself. The last thing you want to be doing is talking to your friends. You know, has this poet come up? Has this, you know, have you got this thing done? And really, it's about you staying standard and focused. And for any parents out there, just uh, walking on eggshells, it's been a difficult two years. Don't forget, these students have been in school. They've been at home. We've had COVID. They've been doing the online classes. And a lot of them are feeling a bit miffed over the fact that, uh, you know, they're not getting the predicted grades this year. you got to park all that. And all we can do is control our attitude and mindset. And for this evening, it's a nice warm evening. I'd be going out having a good walk and getting the head into the right place. Good advice there. Sleep important, breakfast tomorrow morning, dressing casually, all those things you talk about. Very important to get them right. Absolutely. And again, going into the exam tomorrow, I mean, I always... Look, the times I've done best in exams is when you're mentally fit, you're physically fit. Mm. It's very hard. Uh, You've got performance nerves the, the, the night before a set of exams. But if you're up till two o'clock in the morning and you're up very early in the morning, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult if you don't have the right sleep. We want good energy, certainly lots of water, having a good breakfast, getting the fundamentals right. And I'd be wearing a pair of earphones on the way in. The last thing you want to do is meet one of your friends. And again, them, them putting you in bad form by asking you, you know, asking you, have, has, has someone have they studied some topic that they haven't and it just can knock you off kilter at the last minute. So, so such good advice. It's nearly like putting a bet on where you have all these tips you're getting, Rain. You don't need them last minute. Stick to your guns. Absolutely. And, you know, these guys have worked really hard. Again, I, I do talk about the challenges. It's about just making sure you're in the right place. Uh, remember, in the exam script, the number one tip that I would give anyone right now is to go over the paper the night before, mm. the marking scheme, mm. making sure that you spend the right amount of time on each question. Stay in the exam until the end. But it's amazing the amount of students who get the, the times wrong. So, for example, a couple of years ago, I went back and did Leaving Cert History. There was four questions on the paper, 100 marks for each question. It's a one and two and a half hour paper. That means that I spend five or 10 minutes, let's say 10 minutes at the start, reading over the paper, five minutes at the end, wrapping up. That gives you about 32 and a half, 33 minutes for each question. And it's to stop at that point and move on to the next question. Exam strategy, crucial. If you do that, get that bit right. The worst thing is when you come out of an exam at the end, you've missed a question. You can lift your grades by 20%. So, Ray, that's so important. What you allocate in time, do not go beyond that. Don't find yourself straying way beyond that. Dedicate uh, equal amount of time to each question. Well, that, that, that's a subject where the, the, there was equal weighting for each question. Yes, yes. For juniors... Junior search students, this is the first, they're going to have a set of state exams this year, which is fantastic. And that mm. really prepped them for the leaving cert. But in some papers, you've got different uh, different amounts yes. of marks for each question. So it's getting the timings right and making sure you allocate. And, and that's where the night before the exam, certainly leaving cert students, look at the marking schemes. Also, the examiner's reports, a quick flick over there, them and they can tell you where students make a lot of mistakes. That's what I'd be up, up to tonight. So a portion of the time based on the marks that are given yours as you said was an equi uh, mark for each of the four questions uh, sound there now 
what, when you're in the exam hall itself, uh, students, and I remember being told this many moons ago, make sure you stay till the end. People start going when the minimum time is up. Bad mistake. Big, big mistake. And the big thing is you might see one of your friends going out. <laughs> so, yes. uh, again, and you have to remember, look, two thirds of students in the Leaving Cert get under 400 points. So the students who are going for the big points, they're going to stay in there. For, for anyone who's kind of in that middle cohort, if you stick in there and, and don't forget, you might you mightn't think, oh, well, I haven't done enough in, in this and that. Stay in there and you'd be surprised the amount that will come back to you just by hanging in. And again, getting those timings right, giving each question a go. Now, English is uh, the first exam. Everybody knows that. And and away you go for there. Tomorrow should be your sole focus. What's going on tomorrow? Leave the next day and subsequent days then to take care of themselves. Is that the message? I would have a timetable on my wall, print out the timetable and then tick each day off. At this stage now, it's about just uh, breaking each week into blocks. So for some students, they're going to be in this week and next week and finished. Some have to go into the following two weeks, depending if you're doing a subject like economics, which can be in the last week. So it's just getting the energy right and making sure that you break up the week Focus on one day at a time and that way then you get the energy right, regroup at the weekend and then you're into next week. And just on English, uh, wonderful subject. I, I loved it myself in my time. Have you a couple of tips in particular for the English paper to get them off to a good start, Ray? Yeah, well, I mean, the essay is always a big thing. So a lot of students will have prepped an essay at this stage. And I can still tell you my essay from the Leave and Search uh, paper <laughs> 20 odd years ago was called Windows. So... <laughs> Again, and, and I was, I, I, I remember person, personification. I, I, I was John Window across the road with Sean Window, Sheila Window was beside me. And I remember that. So getting a good essay, obviously you're into paper too. You're into your poets and your uh, quotes and your Shakespeare and all that type of stuff. So English is a great subject to get the confidence going. So a bit of creativity, good essay, and that gets you off and running. If you hit a, a, a panic situation and perhaps you go blank, what's your advice there? Happened to me in an exam. What's happening is, and just think of the brain, there's two parts of the brain. There's the logical part of the brain and then you got the emotional. And what happens is, is the emotional brain starts firing off. That's the amygdala. Some people call that the gunslinger. And really what you need to do is try and regulate. How do we do that? Well, that's calming down. Breathing is crucial. And for some people, they will get panicked in the exam. When you panic, that means the hippocampus, which is the memory part of the brain, can't function. So a couple of things, drink water, calm down. I actually write at the top of my page, I'm calm and relaxed under pressure. And keep saying that mantra to yourself. The reason that you're panicked is you're worried about uh, what's what being caught out that something you've studied is not going to come up think about what you do know and to forget about the points forget about the results and just focus on one question at a time two quick things before we finish social media take the phones off them ray no social media during exams tell me what to do no. our parents what to do well, well, definitely not during exams. Mm. Use, use the phone as a reward. Look, this generation, Gen Z, they, 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 their phone is like their television set. That's like taking the TV off you. But uh, definitely during study sessions, I create what's called the phone box. So I put my phone in a shoe box and put it away. 30 minute study sprints. That's what I cover in my seminars. And use the phone as a reward. So after you've done an hour, 
then you can go on and check your phone. Or definitely, if you're doing a, a, a good night of solid studying, leave the phone till the end of the day. And uh, I would at this stage maybe even do a social media uh, blackout. I, I, I might get off it for a week or two. Just keep your head in the right place. Good advice. And finally, for parents who uh, can be equally as frazzled as the students themselves, what do you say to them for the next couple of weeks? Well, what I say to them is well done. You've got to this stage of the school year for both junior and leaving certs. As I said, it's been a difficult two years. Uh, having a good sense of humour at this stage, keeping a positive atmosphere, not asking, are you, how's the studying going? How did the exams go? Let them talk. Your job at this stage is just to keep a positive atmosphere in the place and then you can have a big celebration in a week or two when it's all done and dusted. Ah, fantastic advice. RaiseTheGame.com. That's R-A-Y-S-E, TheGame.com. RaiseTheGame.com is Ray's wonderful website. Lots of hints and tips there. You've been great. Last minute, Lucy, but brilliant as always. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Jerry. Good luck to everybody in the exams. Thanks indeed. I echo that as well. Here, here, I say. That's the brilliant Ray Langan there. Again, RaiseTheGame.com for last minute hints and tips. He's simply brilliant, the guy. R-A-Y-S-E, TheGame.com. Now, tomorrow on Late Lunch, midweek, we're at midweek already. I love these bank holidays. Motorbikes are in the news again for all the wrong reasons. There have been fatalities on our roads this weekend. Three uh, very experienced cyclists killed at the Isle of Man TT, including a prominent biker from Northern Ireland. We're talking bikes on late lunch tomorrow afternoon. Kate McCann is with us, our doctor, the danger of sun and our skin. She's focusing on that tomorrow. We have Burke's banter, men and their lawnmowers. That's me. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. Brilliant from Sinead and more from and about Mary Poppins on midweek late lunch. Paul McKenna's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Stay with us. Wonderful music and more besides. We'll be back tomorrow on late lunch from 1.30 to do it all again. Thanks for your company today. Have a lovely evening. See you Wednesday. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.